welcome to the 134th episode of Sawdust Nation. My name is not Josh, Nick, or Nap. My name is AJ with a capital A to the J. And that's actually not my legal name. It's Anthony Joseph for all you wanted to know out there. I wanted to uh, introduce these lovely guys that I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at the one, the only Josh from North Country Woodworking. And then I'm looking at Nick, who does not have a mustache anymore because that mustache creeped the hell out of me. Nick from NPG Creations in slightly a different room this time. I, I don't recognize this room. It looks like it's his bourbon collection behind him. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this episode on the 134th episode. I don't know why it's just put two THs in there. And uh, with that, I'm going to throw it over to Josh and find out how the hell Josh has been. Because I haven't talked to you in a long time, buddy. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. Um, life's been uh, hectic, I think, for everybody nowadays. Uh, with that, you know, the shop is picking up pace. Um, with this three-day weekend, definitely helped out quite a bit um, getting in there and uh, producing some projects. Um, I'm not going to lie. I did spend some family time in with the family, doing some fun stuff, and then I kind of rolled it all into a couple days at the end just so I can catch up and knock out as much as I could. And that included um, a couple seed seed flags and uh, <laughs> funny story with this one. So um, if you ever use your CNC where, you know, you paint, uh, you know, a piece of board and you produce a carving on there to make a flag. Um, if you ever do any fine detail like a badge or anything, sometimes if you're not careful, you don't get the depth just right. It kind of messes mm -hmm. it up. Like oh, you yeah. got to be really fine tuned. So before I started this, I leveled my bed knowing that, you know, it's been a minute. I've had some moisture content land on it, and I know for a fact it was on level. So I mm -hmm. took care of that. I let it dry the first day. Second day, I come back. Um, I actually just posted the reel today where I'm cutting out a uh, plaque. And I tell you, that thing was dead flat. And then when I went to go see and see, it was dead flat. It was even cut all the way around, at least from the eye, right? Mm -hmm. Um so I'm like, you know what? These flags are going to come out great. I'm not going to worry about them whatsoever. I do the first flag. Stars are just a little bit off. I'm like, okay, I could still run with this. And went to start cutting the actual logo into the paint. And I'm like, it's off. <laughs> it's immediately <laughs> off. I'm like, what am I going to do? So, you know, sometimes we call uh, mistakes features, right? Well, sometimes oh, yeah. I call those upgrades. So I call <laughs> the client and I'm like, hey, you know what? You know, you've been ordering for me for a while now. This is like your third, fourth order. I like to upgrade your piece. Instead of just carving into the flag itself, I would like to do a laser etched cherry piece where the badge usually goes and have that pop. I think so really bring this project together, i.e. not having to worry about the carve on the CNC. <laughs> now I can do all the laser and glue it on, right? And uh, they absolutely love the idea. And I have never really done anything like this. So it actually hit a couple of points for me, right? So I hit the fact that, you know, I was having a little bit of trouble, you know, getting the death right just so that it was carved nice because I, I always want these to be perfect rolling out. Right. That's that's the goal here. And it allowed me to skip that process, which can, you know, be lengthy. I mean, like it's when you carve great detail with the CNC time comes into play here. So I was able to cut that down, go and get some cherry, resaw it, you know, get it flat get it into the laser, get it, you know, nice and engraved, cut it out with the laser and I paste it right on. And I tell you what, 
saved me plenty of time. I think it looks much better than a you know normal CNC engraving. And I think I just might, with this particular customer, keep the same price point, but offer that service going forward, especially if they like it. Because um, it's just much faster. Let's just face it. Yeah, it's a little bit more extra cost because I'm using a different uh, species of wood. But you know what? And a little bit more processing. But sanity-wise, it's just it was just sweet. It's one of those things where once it was done, it was done. Did did you post this up anywhere? Because I don't see it on your feed. No, I haven't posted it up yet. I haven't delivered okay. the product. I need to go ahead and finish it, and then it's ready to go. Um, I, you know, Jersey, at night, it gets really cold. It's very hard mm-hmm. to finish anything outside, and I really don't want to do it inside. So um, I kind of – I was hoping to do it today, but like I kind of uh, – I was on dad duty. So hopefully tomorrow mm-hmm. when I get home from work, I can get those sprayed real quick, dried, and delivered uh, before the end of the week, which is the goal. Um. So there was three of those flags and all their custom and engravings on back. I got the uh, engraving death just right. So I removed the paint and before the wood and not char the wood because I paint with black. So okay. I got the natural uh, wood showing through and it, it pops out from the black. I got the front engraved because uh, now I engrave where the white uh, part is and the flag. That mm-hmm. way I can uh, use the laser engraver and not have to worry about the CNC again messing up the details and plus with the laser i can actually see a pre view of where i'm going to be laser engraving so with these things in mind it saved me a whole bunch of time i I got the process down and i was able to use both my favorite machines in the uh (laughs) in the shop and uh it produced some pretty cool unique thing uh flags and now I've, i've seen nick he's done similar things in the past and other people but for me in the shop this was something new so I got those knocked out. I uh, just had to finish them as I was talking with AJ. Um, also d- did the um, plaque that I was carving out in my latest, latest reel. Mm-hmm. Um, got that engraved. Um, I went ahead and there's actually names that are going to be hanging underneath that. Got those made and engraved and finished. Um, the last thing I got to do is I think I'm going to take 550 cord and uh, – you know, drill a hole in them and then do a knot at the bottom, a knot in between each one, and basically allow that to be what hangs. What? Um, you said 550 cord? Yeah, it's like parachute cord. Um, okay. So, um, it's something we use in the military all the time. Um, and I think because this is this military working dog plaque, it'll go very well, especially if I choose mm-hmm. uh, the black version of it um okay. which i already have so i mean like it's it shouldn't be too hard um i typically use a black chain with these plaques but um mm. i think this will i think this is going to go well it's going to be a little less heavy and um it's going to go with the theme i'm going with okay and that's going to be made of all the cherry um it's it's beautifully finished i just have to drill those holes and put the 550 cord in and then moving on to, uh, I actually started and finished the plaque same day, finished it, dried everything. And the gentleman came to pick up and he was like, man, I could not ask for a better plaque for this price. Like he just went on. He's like, I came from Ramstein and mm-hmm. like, you couldn't ask for a plaque like this for, uh, you know, for the price you gave it. Uh, usually it's 150 bucks or more. And I'm like, yeah, man, <laughs> come on back. Nice. You know, you know where to find this price point, you know, um, it's not one of my largest plaques. It's not even medium. I call it one of the smaller ones. Um, it's the ones with uh, the schematic of the aircraft. And this particular mm-hmm. one was a C-17. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, he loved it. He ate it right up. I'm hoping to get more orders from uh, the maintenance community, which is where uh, the order came from. Nice. So new avenue. Um, people are you know, starting to notice that. And that's, like I said, one of my favorite plaques to do. Um, it just it really hits the flight engineer <laughs> background for me in the maintenance background. So it kind of hits a couple points. Um, and then else, what else did I work on in there? Um, hit on that, hit on that. I have a very large plaque to do. It's a uh, 24 by 18 and it's actually going from the New Jersey police department to California. I've mentioned this before and I made some design choices. I want the client's approval for, but I have yet to get approval for it. And it's been a little while. Um, so I continue to try to hit him up and I really want to get it out because it's, you know, it's supposed to be a gift and I want to make sure that it arrives in a decent amount of time. Uh, the design difference was he wanted the New Jersey police department badge and the California department badge to be, you know, pretty much in line with each other and then have mm-hmm. a blue stripe between them. So what I did okay. is in a personal message on the bottom. <clears throat> so what I did is I designed a plaque that basically has a flag that would be lined in the background. You would have the badge here and a badge here, um, left and right. And then a blue line coming down the center of them. on one of the stripes and the normal stripe that it usually lands on and paint that blue. So it would be like a superimposed flag in the background, blue stripe, the badges and then the below would be the you know personal message um and just you know one of those times where i really want approval for it because it it's not too far from the original thought or idea but there are some other design elements in it that i want to make sure it visually appeals to my client so it's a waiting game and i i get kind of impatient with this because i already have to glue up i basically have everything ready to go i just need to go send it at this point Okay. And uh, yeah, I just need a yes. <laughs> that's that's yeah, all well. I need. So, is that going to be a horizontal flag with a vertical line, or a vertical flag with a vertical blue line? It's a vertical plaque, so it's going to be a vertical flag. Okay, nice. <clears throat> um, nice. So, I mean, I think visually, it's really going to pull everything together. And I didn't want to take away from both uh, the badges and oh, I yeah. wanted the blue line to show through. So I think outlining is the best option there. Um, of course, I'll give him the option to paint the flag, but I really don't, I mean, personally don't think that is a, uh, the best choice, but mm-hmm. I mean, like sometimes the client knows what they want and, you know, you got to make sure you offer it. So, uh, Yeah. And then I started on a new shadow box that should be going out to it's either I think pretty sure it's Alaska. I got to check the address again, which is uh, a whole new element that I'm kind of nervous about. If it's truly going to Alaska, like I'm pretty sure it is. Um, that's a long way to travel. <laughs> that's a long way yeah, for okay. a box to get flo- you know flown around, kicked, toppled. And uh, that's that's definitely going to make me quite nervous waiting on that delivery. So, um, I, actually, it's not due to March, uh, but I'm okay. going. I already got the glue up for the facade. Uh, I need to get some more walnut, and then I'm just going to get it knocked out and get it out there because um, I want it to go as quickly as possible over there. That way, anything that happens, I can correct before their actual uh, retirement. Because. Yeah. 
these boxes, like, like they are the center of their retirement. Like if you ever, like I, my first one, I actually hand delivered the day of the ceremony and like there's gifts and plaques and they put it dead center of that table. And, you know, people are pouring over it, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, mm-hmm. people are going to see that. But yeah, long story short, I got quite a thing, quite a few things cooking in the garage and uh, it's, it's, it's coming together. Uh, the shops, you know, trying to keep it clean, but it's never the case. Um, oh, dust yeah. collection is a thing. You got to make sure you empty once in a while. I, uh, <laughs> I forgot to do that and uh, it kind of backfired on me. So um, nice. make sure you're going out there and getting that knocked out once in a while. And, uh, you know, stay safe out there. But with that, let's go ahead and kick it off to uh, well, let's go with Nick. Well, man, I've got a lot of stuff uh, coming due soon. And um, all my materials have arrived. Thank goodness. Because I've, um, I've been ordering acrylic from makerstock.com. And yeah. um I, I just kept like, so the order that I was planning on making kept expanding. So I had to keep <laughs> ordering more and more stuff, but, um, everything's arrived. I've got, uh, I've got some minor projects to do to finish up this week. And then next week is going to be straight up balls to the wall, large, larger signage that, uh, I'm going to try and knock out all in one week. We'll see if that happens, but. Um, I at least get most of it done, but otherwise my, my shop is, is sort of clean. So <laughs> I spent some time cleaning up. I did remove most of the sawdust from the floor, which was a, a feat in itself. Let's put it that way. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, if for, I, I just got tired of like, you know, like dropping something and it disappeared. So like. <laughs> 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 Uh, you drop a screw in sawdust, you're screwed. Literally, like no pun intended. You can't find it. That's where but, you get magnets, um, man. What magnet screws? No, get a big magnet to keep in your workshop. So when I oh, when yeah. I drop something, I just I take that thing and I wave it around, and I get everything I dropped from the last four or five projects. Okay, and then you just pick through the sift through the remnants and see if you you got your stuff right. Yeah. Um. But other than that, um, I am I, I do have to do some minor maintenance to the to the uh, laser. It's nothing. It's more like preventative maintenance. Plus, I I got a uh, upgrade kit, the same upgrade kit Josh got for his laser for the the lenses. And um, we want. <coughs> excuse me. I'm gonna start applying, trying applying those uh, new lenses to different projects. But. Uh, Honestly, since I upgraded the air assist, I haven't really had any problems at all. Um, hmm. I haven't had any, like, you know how it used to be with, like, the stock air assist that you might not cut through a piece on the first mm-hmm. pass? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have to worry about it. It just does it. Just plowing through stuff and keeping going. And, and I just got a, a guy who, who placed an Etsy order for a plaque or well, actually it was a flag plaque, whatever with acrylic and wood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was set to be due by Friday and shipped by Friday. Cause I typically prioritize my Etsy orders and have them out a day or so prior to when they're due. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but he hit me up on Instagram was like, Hey man, I follow your page or I, I, I ordered something off Etsy and it, it needs to be here like sooner than what the, <laughs> the date is that Etsy says it's coming. And I was like, okay, well, like when do we, when do you need it? And he was like, Oh, pretty much like immediately. I was like, okay, cool. No problem. The, it was almost done. I just needed to complete a couple more things on it. And, um, he's like, I'll pay for overnight shipping. And I'm like, wow. I mean, like, let's put it this way. So it turned a like 230 to $40 plaque or flag into like over 300. It pushed it up and it went, I mean, like, like by all means, I will accommodate. I don't mind doing overnight shipping. And that's what I dropped off today. And hopefully he gets it tomorrow. Fingers crossed, UPS, right? <laughs> Next week. Third I see time. how people wince. I see how people wince. But no, I mean, like, as long as I, I bought the overnight shipping, it, it reflects as a tracking number, then, you know, I did my part. But oh, yeah. um, I, I got, I'm pretty reactive or at least uh, receptive to answering people on Etsy because they're messaging me and I'm usually within like an hour returning their message. And that's, uh, I think that's important, especially on that website when you're kind of removed from the process, unlike when you're taking orders through Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and you're messaging people, you know what I mean? So you like have direct contact with that person. You take their order when you're on social media, but through Etsy, it just comes, comes to you via email or whatever. And you check the website and mm -hmm. it shows you what the order is. So, oh, yeah. but I, that's why I try to keep the, the communication open with everybody. But, oh, no, that's it, man. I don't have much about what's else going on in the shop. I'm excited to, I, I'm going to say it again. I am super excited to go to WorkbenchCon coming up in March. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's about it. AJ, what about you, buddy? I haven't heard from you in a while, so. Yeah, right. It's just everything's been going, you know, <clears throat> still got flags to do. I still got so many projects that I have from actually last year, like last summer that I kept on saying, like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And the one good thing is I've, I've had a good customer base where a lot of them, if they're not needed, if they're just for personal, they're like, just take your time. I'm fine with it, you know, and take as long as you need. Just keep me updated. I had this one guy, I said to him, I wasn't going to start it until June of last year. And I didn't start it until like, I don't know, October, November. And he was like, yeah, whatever. You know, I got, I got one. That's fine. I got time. And then he messaged me as I got the one flag, you know, kind of started. He goes, I want two more. I want an American and I want a Puerto Rican. And I was like, oh, okay, you sure? And he's like, yeah, just take your time on it. So I had all these plans, of course. Um, I was going to, I had them dead set. I was like, I'll have them done all of them by the following weekend. And he's like, cool, cool. Let me, you know, just keep me updated. And of course I got sick. And then, you know, I'm now down for the count. I had the flu and the flu really sucked. And, uh, it was actually worse than COVID I think. But, um, he, he just ordered those two extras. So he's still on the, on the docket to have flags made, but I have so many flags that I, I keep losing track of them. And then I look at my list and I'm like, Oh my God, I forgot to write down like this one, this one, this one. And now I'm getting orders for clocks. I'm getting orders for uh, like 
keepsake boxes and whatnot. Not mm-hmm. like shadow boxes uh, like you guys are making, but I just did uh, one for Christmas. And, uh, you know, it, a box is so simple, but yet so difficult at the same exact time because you want to make it nice. You want to make it look not just, you know, butt joints put together and some brad nails together and and call it a box. I want, you know, that cherry one that I did for state police, it was it was so easy to make, but yet in my brain, so hard to make. And once I just threw the wood on the table, saw, I was like, let me just get to it. And I did it. And in no time I had this box put together. I was like, holy crap, that was easy. So it's been, you know, flags are my main priority, but I got some other things coming down the pipeline. I'm also, I'm already set up for two upcoming craft fairs. Uh, One's going to be in May. That one's not too far from me. And then I'm going down to, in September, down to the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. And I'll be down there for the Pine Barren Maker Fest uh, that I think it's Pine, Pine Barren Maker. I don't even know their Instagram handle. And, um, but apparently it's a really good one. They just put it on, I think for the first time last year. And I said, you know what? Screw it. Let me just try it and see if I get accepted. And sure enough, I got accepted. So I'll be showcasing all my stuff down in South Jersey for the first time ever. It's two and a half hours away. So it definitely a different crowd than, than, uh, what's up by I'm going to have to swing by and bug you. <clears throat> yeah. It's the 20. I don't, I'm not doing both days, unfortunately, because each day is $150. So oh, well. I was like, if the one up by my house is 150 for both days and no fault on, you know, the, the people who are putting this one on, because I mean, Hey, if you could charge it and people are willing to pay, then more power to you. I just, I just can't foot $300 for, you know, a five hour round trip. And, um, you know, so I figured let's just try it for one day and see how well it goes. And if we hit it off, maybe next year, then we'll do, you know, both days. But, um, I, I mean, with the shop, everything's a mess. As you've, if you watch my stories, you know that everything is a disaster in that place. I still have a, sh- ooh, I almost, uh, I almost dropped that word. I have a crap ton of bubble wrap still, and it is still in my way. But, um, what, uh, next not this weekend coming, but the following, Kim and I are going to be doing a full clean and purge on the whole house. And my goal is to get rid of everything and anything I can. So if you know anyone that can use a dovetail box joint jig, I have one brand new in the box. <laughs> no, you're not getting rid of that. <laughs> I'm going to sell it. I, I, You know what though? It's, now it's vintage. Yeah. yeah, right? It's got some years and some sawdust on it. I think it's three years old at this point. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. I think I bought it in 20. And uh yeah, so I'm I'm going to get uh, what I want to do is I want to utilize that time that we have. Actually, we're taking 2 days off of work too. So I'm literally going to purge everything and anything that I can. If if I n- haven't touched it in a year or more, I'm either selling it or I'm throwing it away if it's, you know, in in non-sellable condition. But um, you know, there's a lot of plans to kind of get myself tailored in such a way that I won't have to worry about kind of working around my space. I'll be able to work in the space because right now my space is just littered with all this crap that I have to keep moving and, you know, do this project and put this project away. And it's, it's a, it's a circus when I have to do multiple things, but, um, yeah, I mean, just got a ton of stuff going on. The shop's always busy. I have zero motivation and 
I take a lot of naps when I come home from work. A lot. I'm usually asleep the second I get home. But, you know, hopefully everything comes back and I can't wait for the uh, spring and summer because then I kind of liven up a little bit more. The winter sucks. I'm glad we don't have any snow up our way. Right, Josh? You don't have snow down there. No, no snow. I think we got one snowfall this year so far. You got snow down there, uh, Nick? Thank goodness, no. I mean, if they if there was snow down here, I, there was snow a few years, a couple years ago down here, and it shut yeah. everything down for a long time. Killed oh, the power yeah. grid, and uh, <laughs> a bunch of people died. It was bad. <laughs> we won't bring that up. It's too soon. Um, but yeah, you know, shop's always busy. Like I said, just got a whole ton of stuff that I got I'm working on. But Josh, you said something earlier about using the laser and and CNC. I don't I don't recall the exact words, but I wanted to ask both of you guys: Are you noticing that you're using one machine more than the other, or are you utilizing both of them kind of equal? And I'll let it whoever wants to go first on this hot topic. Talk about laser and CNC. Which one do I use more, or is it equal? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, no. Uh, <laughs> and yes, there is times. When, so that's that's a fluid question because trends change on things mm-hmm. that I make. And mm-hmm. some of my projects, I use just CNC and it, it's good to go. I don't have mm-hmm. to do any fine lettering and stuff like that. Actually, you know, I started doing like personalizing things on the back of plaques. Mm-hmm. For people that like want the CNC like uh, logo or whatever that I, I make. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, yeah, I, I, okay. I'll say that I use them about evenly, but I don't because that laser is so, I don't know. I, I'm all over the place, man. The laser is absolutely key, a key component, but I couldn't do what I do with the laser unless I had the CNC machine. Yeah, uh, it makes perfect sense. I, I, I ask because I noticed that I am gravitating more and more away from my CNC. The laser has become such an integral part to my everything that I'm burning through plywood like it's going out of style. I mean, I'm ordering boxes of plywood because I'm going like, oh, wow, I'm down to my last sheet now. And next thing I know, I have two more boxes showing up and I'm going through it like it's absolutely nothing because each flag... It, it not only sped up my processes, but it added a different layer that mm-hmm. one, the CNC couldn't do. And I kind of, if I get a project that I'm like, mm, it's on the CNC, I actually don't like doing it on the CNC. I'll actually do like, I'll, I'll even do like hand tool work that I know I could do on the CNC, but I'd rather use, not use it. Let's put it do that you, way. Do you think that that's because there's a lot more setup time on the CNC yes. and the noise. <laughs> the noise I could deal with because I put earplugs in and I'm done. And, and yeah. you know, for me, the setup time, I've gotten it down to a science that, okay, I, I know if I, you know, put the piece here, jog it over and set it up. Cause I always do dead center on any piece that I use. So I don't have to worry about it being off a hair, but the laser is so easy to literally set up. There is no setup. It's like turn it on, go into light burn, and next thing I know, I'm I'm cutting. Yes, CNCs are quick and easy too, but there's a there's a couple more steps that the CNC takes that if you don't do, you're gonna screw up. Like I completely forgot to uh, set my Z height. I zeroed in the air. I don't know why. 
You're running an air pass on that one? I'm like, why is this thing not making any, absolutely no noise? I mean, it just was humming away, just the router's just going. And I'm like, oh my God. What I did was I zeroed it on a different bit because I I like Mm. to use a pointy bit to get my dead center. And I forgot to, yeah, you know, like a nice engraving (laughs) bit. A V bit? (laughs) Yeah. You know, one of those pointy objects. Yeah. Using a 15 degree bit to Exactly. I, I forgot. I forgot to redo it. I think it was a bowl bit that I was going to do. And I'm like, this thing ain't cutting. I'm like, this is kind of strange. I thought it broke something or whatnot. No, I was just cutting air. I, I, but because of the laser, you, yes, you do have to set the, the height, but kind of, if you're running the same material, that, that thing's just going to go. And, and Lightburn, my CNC program is nothing like Lightburn. Lightburn is the only thing Lightburn misses is spell check. And that screwed me a couple times. Yeah, I wish for that. That'd be nice. No regrets. Yeah, but I, I don't want to steal this show. I, I want to hear from Josh how he's doing with his mega million watt laser over there. Probably million watt destroying Big the power grid. Owner and, here. And, uh, <laughs> uh, just my neighbor's power grid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you know I will say that I do use the CNC less than I used to before I had mm-hmm. the new laser in the shop. Um, and that's a simple calibration of like capabilities, right? So, I mean, with the laser, I can cut material, you know, you know, I don't usually try to go past a half inch if, you know, I, I can, I've done inch before, um, on the laser, but it takes forever and it's not really meant for that. So half inch is kind of where I keep everything. Um, and if it's past that, I throw it on the CNC and it cuts it out. Perfect example is that reel I just posted. Um, that's, you know, three quarter material. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it on the, uh, CNC, have it cut it out. And then I can clean it up, throw it on the laser and get the engraving. Um, I will say, uh, setup is definitely something, you know, going back to my flag, uh, conversation when I talked about my shop, you know, if you don't set everything up perfectly, it could bite you in the butt later. Um, oh, yeah. but th- that's on the user. Uh, it's not the CNC, uh, there are different ways you can do that. I've been using, <laughs> I used to get on uh nap for this or nap, not nap, uh, Nick for this early on. Cause he's like, I just do everything manually. I manually adjust my Z and X and Y and everything. Yeah. I'm like, why don't you just use the probe, man? Well, because it's an extra step. I don't well, know why, I, I was but the one who used the probe. Oh, was it nap that wasn't I, used or who? Nap wasn't using the probe or uh, the touch probe. Yeah, I, I stopped did. using it. No, it was AJ. It was AJ. I never. Oh, it was AJ. I it oh, it was one of you guys. Why are, and yeah. I couldn't get it. Literally, I'd watch because in the program that I use, you have to set how high the bit is above the uh, touch probe. Like mm-hmm. I thought it would have just went down until it touched. No, this one jogs itself each time you hit the button. And I was like, screw this. I'm just going to keep nah. setting it the way I want so to. It, I'm it not was doing AJ. anything that's precision. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, Okay, you can use the CNCs for very precise things. I mean, like, there's no doubt about it. Um, but that that's what I got the laser for. I mean, like, yeah. the, the laser can do v- very precise engravings, and they can even cut out very fine detail. And, like, I look at it this way. The CNC will cut things down to the general shape, and then the laser will finish it off. And that's kind of where I, I kind of been doing, even for my um, – facades for the shadow box it would get on mm-hmm. the cnc it cuts the facade out and then cuts the uh you know like a eighth inch pocket for all the stripes then i'll go clean that up 
and then it will cut out the stripes. Get all that. But the laser is going to cut out my I have a plexiglass. It's going to cut out my foam. It's going to cut out basically anything else that it can. Um, because, you know, I can have that happening at the same time. Um, and also, it's just easier. I'm not going to try plexiglass on CNC because, well, you can do that. It just takes mm-hmm. longer. I can do it one pass and be done. You know what I'm saying? No chipping, no cleanup. It's clean. It's easy. It's fun. It's the laser from Omtech. Anyway, um, so to answer your question, I do use the laser uh, quite a bit more than CNC, but the laser still gets use. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a matter of you know what I'm doing. But uh, oh, yeah. there are days and there are weeks where it stays quiet, unfortunately. So. Oh, yeah. Well, one of the other things you got to think of, and it's not a lot of material, but with the laser, you're saving material too, because you're not having to worry about if I'm using a quarter inch bit. Now, each side of that, that's a quarter inch cut. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're really trying to squeeze things together, the laser is key to that because now you can get objects so close to each other that that little fine laser is going to really be able so you can nest everything nice and you mm-hmm. can save material and maximize. Oh yeah. Exactly. Uh, ben Warren, one of our Patreons actually brings up a really good point. Um, he asked, does the laser give you 3d modeling? Um, not that I'm aware of. And you know, the CNC does, um, that is definitely something I like to dive into sometime too. uh, 3d modeling. I have a project that my uncle, asked kindly for it during the summer of last year and uh it is a 3d piece i just i don't know how to create a 3d piece and then carve it so i'll be reaching out to him because he is the master and uh hopefully learning a thing or two here sometime soon yeah it i mean you one thing that you were talking about about the laser was that you can how did you word it you can see where your project is going to be with the laser because you could frame mm-hmm. it. I wish on God's green earth that they had that feature on the CNC program. You know, just frame a square. That at least we, I know. We should uh, propose that to Daniel from PWNCNC and see if you can come up with something because you know what? I agree. Um, because, you know, with that's the. And I, I do bring something from AJ's experience too to the uh, table with my CNC is. I find myself more and more, if I need to be exact, going to the middle of the project and utilizing that mm-hmm. feature. Um, but basic cutouts, I don't typically do that. Um, for that uh, plaque, again, I talk a lot about this reel. I don't, it's not that important, but it actually, it's helping me kind of show, show you guys visually um, that reel, exactly what I'm talking about. And I actually centered that. For that CNC, mm-hmm. and I was able to literally cut that out with having like a millimeter on both sides of it, just get yep. shaved down and a pass on the sides. And you can actually see that in the video because I used a pretty large uh, quarter bit doing that. And like I was nervous. I'm sitting there like, if I didn't do this right, one side's not going to be the same. <laughs> it's going to be a little flatter. Oh, yeah. But you know what? Oh, yeah. You know, centering it definitely helped. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, depending on the project you do, you're going to do more, you know, scene seeing or you're going to do more laser engraving. I think we all enjoy the laser because, well, A, it's just easier, it's cleaner, you don't get all the sawdust. 
um, you know, it vacuums all that stuff out and into, mm-hmm. uh, you know, outside of the garage and, you know, it's easy setup and the details amazing, but not everyone has yeah. those things. So, you know, they're using hand tools and whatever else they have in the garage. And you could definitely do pretty much everything we do with our large machines without them. It's just a nicety and it definitely helps with time. So, Oh, yeah. Big time. Well, that was good laser talk. I yeah, believe that you, have some, uh, that, that you have some spicy topics you want to talk about. Well, no, let's go ahead on that question real quick. Oh, yeah. yes. Question topic. Yeah. So... I- we had a, I got, well, into the Thought of Nation podcast inbox, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Jeremy Cole from Cole Amplification sent us an email, and I'm going to read it to you guys. It does have a question at the end, and it's a very good question. So I want you guys to answer, so at least we'll go around the table and see what uh, what we can come up with here. So Jeremy writes, Hey, fellas, I've been listening to the show for about six to eight months now, and I think it's great. Although, to be honest, when I first started, I thought to myself, why am I listening to this? <laughs> Most people do that, right? Why are, we, yeah. why are we even listening to these guys talk? And he said, these guys spend the whole time talking about CNCs and lasers. Well, recently <laughs> I've come to the conclusion that I need a laser. See, the subliminal, the subliminal messages worked. Anyway, he's like, let me tell you what I have going on in my shop. I primarily build guitar-related projects, mostly amplifiers and effects pedals. It's multidisciplinary work from wiring and soldering to metalwork, steel and aluminum, and woodwork. The issue that I'm having is that I don't have a professional-looking way of adding control labels and graphics to my steel control panels and die-cast aluminum project boxes. Currently, I'm using clear vinyl stickers printed on my inkjet and then sprayed with clear urethane. It just doesn't have the professional look I'm after. I figured if I could etch the painted metal, that would give me the look I'm after in order to go from strictly hobbyist to opening up for business. Unfortunately, I'm on a budget, and the most I could justify uh, to spend is around $500. Uh, the only machine I can find in that range is the Atom Stack A5, which is a 20 to 30 watt diode laser. My question is this. Do you guys have any advice on this? Is there a better laser that fits my budget? Or is this thing as good as I'll find? And would I be my money? Or is this going to fill a gap until I can get some return on investment and upgrade to a better machine? Thank you in advance and keep up the good work. Jeremy Cole. So, Jeremy, thanks for writing in. Um, that was a great question. And I'm going to give it to AJ. He's our guest. Go ahead, AJ. Oh, it would help if I unmuted. Um, but the Atom Stack, actually, a, a buddy of mine who lives not too far from me, he just got the Atom Stack, uh, I think, at X20 Pro. So that one's a little bit um, higher power than this one, that the, the A5. But... I I was looking at some videos and these things are actually really, really nice. They cut through, uh, I think quarter inch or even thicker than that in, in one pass. And it's a diode and, and pretty quick for, from experience, the diode that I had, what the, um, or tour, it it took a long time to cut through eighth inch uh, Baltic birch, even with upgraded air assist and whatnot. And 
honestly, the the technology that's coming out with diode lasers now, honestly, I would I would say go for it, especially if it's going to do what you need to. I mean, you're just engraving paint away on a on a flat surface. I can't see it, you know, taking too much power. And, um, like, I don't think you'll need a CO2 for that or a fiber because I mean, it, I, I guess it's just the paint that's coming off of it. You're not technically etching the metal. So I, I would say go for it. If they, if it's going to fit your budget, fit your space and do it, pull the trigger, do it. Because if you don't, I'll tell Josh to tell you to do it because that's the only way he got me to get a laser. Do it. That's it. I, I can't thank him enough for pushing me to get that laser. That Ortor opened the door. I did rhyme <laughs> there. Gateway drug into lasers. <laughs> and it was, uh, yes, it was, because then I used that for a little bit, saw the capabilities of a laser. And then once I got my uh, overpriced shelving unit, which was the Ohmtech for a little bit, then uh, once I even started using that, that just opened up so many possibilities and really opened my eyes to go like, wow, a laser was really, really needed. So honestly, fit your budget, fit your space, buy it. Josh? Josh. That, that, <laughs> that's a good answer. Okay. Um, so a laser is always going to increase your capabilities in the shop. I don't care if you're a hobbyist. I don't care if you're going for you know the side hustle, if you're going full time. If you can't afford to go ahead and get uh, a decent size uh, bed on a CO2 and a you know, CO2 laser that has, you know, decent wattage, then the diode will definitely come into play. I just looked up this laser because I've actually never heard of this brand before. And I was curious. Yeah, it's and, I, and AJ, dude, I, I agree a hundred percent. These diode lasers, it seemed like they came out of the woodworking <laughs> because uh, when I first looked for my uh, laser, the, these brands didn't exist, or I didn't know of them, and I, I definitely went down the Amazon rabbit hole and bought the China version. But they not only do they look sleek, they look functional. And for uh, this Dermy, I'm telling you now, hopefully you're listening to this uh, on release day, they have a 40% off the one you're looking at on the website, and it went from 500 bucks down to 300 Yeah. So we'll be hopefully we'll write you an email back and send you the link and hopefully you can go ahead and purchase your laser that you're looking at for you know two hundred dollars less and you know I encourage you if that's the one you have your eye on go ahead and do it it's very capable I'm looking at it right now forty watt for a dial laser that's pretty impressive um I I don't have any like uh, experience dealing with uh, dial laser that's that high in wattage. Um, I, I will, I will say the, the only thing with diode lasers is they kind of, they kind of falsely advertise because th- when I got my Ortor, it was a lower watt. Then I upgraded the head to a quote unquote 20 watt mm-hmm. and it's technically not 20 watts. It's, it's milliwatts. The atom stack, they're saying that it, cause I, when I was watching the video, they say it's four diodes that push out the laser. So they're, they're claiming that it's 40 or 50 watts of power. Uh, Meanwhile, it's really not. You're getting, I mean, of course, if you put it up against a CO2 and this, you'll see the differences. But I mean, the one that I was looking at, it cut through, I want to say half inch, one pass, but it burnt the hell out of it because it was going so slow. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, you got a give and take with the diodes. Yes, you'll be able to do certain things that, you know, our diodes, Josh's and mine couldn't do, but you're going to do it at a much slower sp- uh, speed. If he's just wanting to engrave on some metal, I'd say go for it. I keep no, saying it, depends, it but- Yeah, it depends on the type of metal, but uh, in this particular case for his, what he's going to use it for. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a no brainer. Um, there are other yeah. brands out there you could take a look at. Um, but like, I'm looking at, like I said, the exact one. And for your case, if you still wanted to spend 500 bucks, you can get the honeycomb that comes with it. You could also get the extension, uh, to the kit, which gives you a larger cutting area. Um, mm-hmm. so it, it's definitely a deal right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nick, so I, I, so I agree. I mean, anytime someone wants to venture into the laser realm of things, I encourage it. And I think that uh, for his application, it's spot on. It'll just take the paint off. But yeah. you know what's going to happen once you get that diode <laughs> laser, right? I'm just saying, you start oh, the machine, yeah. you're going to start the machine, and you're going to be like, oh man, this thing is taking forever. I'm going to go get a CO2 laser. And then you're going to be like, oh, man. Okay, so uh, should I get the 60 watt, the 80 watt, or the 100 watt? And um, we all three have owned at one time one of these. or um, So what's it? AJ has the 80, right? Yeah. I had the 60, and Josh has the 100. And uh, for the speed, I mean, if you're trying to turn out a product, I'm not trying to sell you on a, a CO2 laser, but. If you're trying to turn out a product like uh, mass produced, then the CO2 I would think would be the way to go just to take paint off. But if you're doing onesie twosie guitars and it's like taking a while to make it, and you know you're you're not in a hurry, heck yeah, man, go for it. That diode laser is gonna you're gonna you're gonna get your money's worth out of that laser. Your return on investment will be fairly quick. So. Oh yeah. Here, here's one other thing that if he's making guitars, he probably has. Uh, I know he said amplifiers too, but if he's if he's in need of guitar templates, if he was to go down the deep dark rabbit hole of a CO2, now he could cut out templates and, you know, kind of mock it up without going through the extensive process of, you know, gluing up all this wood and and cutting it. I, I, that's how I would think of it, that you have more capabilities. So, but if your one end result is just these metal plates, the diode's where it's at. If you wanted to expand... I would say go go big and just get a uh, CO2. Honestly, honestly, so for the size of the plates that he's doing, mm-hmm. I would venture to say that it would probably benefit him more to get a fiber laser because mm. – and here's the reason. Because now you don't need to paint, right? Yeah. And you can etch onto the metal and clear coat over top of it. Yes, but now we're talking about a $1,500 increase to his budget minimum. <laughs> well, yeah, but what I'm saying, if he's looking, like, if he, say he gets the diode and he starts, like, falls in love with the laser process, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, and absolutely. Wants, You're right eventually, on. Eventually, he's probably going to want to be able to do bare metal um, or at least some, some sort of, like, polished metal to make it reflect. Because just to add another another aspect to his guitar making. Absolutely, a hundred percent. To that, I was thinking about a fiber laser. Now, in your honest opinion, would you, if you were in his spot, would you go fiber or would you go CO two? And here's my, here's the reason for the question: 
fiber, you're limited by what you could do. A CO2 has a lot, I feel a lot more doors that you could go down. Okay. So what's my budget? That's, that's going to be the, the determination. <laughs> that's exactly here, right? what it is. All right. So you, you have 500 that you want to spend right now, but if you see the possibilities of getting something that's maybe, because oh, you could probably get into a CO2 for what, 2000. So let's just say that you could justify, you're comfortable spending 500, but you could justify 2000. What would you get? Two thousand for his his. You can get a fiber for two. Uh, you can. What it, okay. it would be a lower watt fiber, but it's going to be yeah. a lower watt, and it's going to be the smaller working area. Uh, but mm-hmm. and you know, to be fair, I've looked on marketplace for fiber because I really want a fiber. <laughs> I really want a fiber, and there's actually one not too far from here. Uh, it is a couple hours, um, but they're selling. I think it's for. I think it's around two grand. And it's a higher wattage one. It's been lightly used, um, but lightly used. Well, yeah, of course. I, I mean, but you can already tell the guy has it set up in the pictures and whatnot. And it like we it, talking it about looks clean. It looks brand yes. new, lightly used, or Mia Khalifa <laughs> lightly used. <laughs> <laughs> looks brand new, lightly used. Okay. Uh, but I mean, like the only reason I haven't pulled the trigger is because a I don't have space for it currently, and b like the shop budget is not there for you know that big of a purchase but um th- i mean that that's a resource too if you're you know your budget is crunching look at, i i found a glowforge you know for the price i did i mean they're out yeah. there those deals you just got to keep looking yeah. I, that's i'm gonna amend my answer to hey look on facebook marketplace and see what you can find before you decide to pull the trigger on the laser and you'd be surprised it, you would be, but now lasers, especially if let's just say, I mean, we could go down a deep, dark rabbit hole. I'm not going to get into it. Anyway, moving on. I think we all can, our consensus is all three of us to just yes. buy the laser and just yes. do it and all then right. get a CO2 or all a fiber. Right. All right. What's the topic, Josh? Okay. So I got two topics. Um, we got a little time, so we're going to do the smaller topic and it's branding. Okay. We've talked about this here and there on the podcast. We've, we kind of hit it on the head in the very beginning, but personally, when it comes to branding, I've actually kind of, um, well pulled away from doing it on my projects, not because I don't have the capability, not because it takes too much time, but sometimes in some plaques and stuff, it just doesn't look visually appealing to put it on there. Cause you know, my plaques, I use the front and sometimes I use the back as well. And you know, the messages and stuff like that. Um, and you know what? So I'm pumping things out. So, so often it's just, I just don't do it. Like I haven't done it in you know a while. And I almost, uh, I was about to do it on this last plaque that I was given out on the same day. And it just, couldn't find a good place for it. I didn't, you know, I don't want it to take away from the plaque itself. Um, I could just be silly for you thinking this, uh, but and my work has been talking for itself. It's still the word, uh, word is still getting out there. People are still pushing people to the shop, but I mean, it is something that I, you know, like to start doing again. It's just something I got away from. And I'm just curious if you guys are on the same page as, uh, you know, brand everything brand often, or you're kind of like, you know, something's branded, something's not, or just where you are in your journey when it comes to branding. Okay. So, 
I feel like I feel like I'm gonna get a lecture from my dad. Should I, should I sit down? Yeah, right. You should okay, son, be branding down. as much as possible, and if not branding the piece, you should be including a business card or a sticker in every box you send out. And that is now, exactly what I do. All right. So that being said, anybody ever get those like cheap, shitty little pieces of furniture or whatever from the store, like big lots or whatever, and it has a little sticker on it that says Made in China? I want to get some mini stickers and put my logo on the mini stickers and just pop it in the corner of like on the back of my plaques. And the reason for that is, A, it takes zero time to do that. I just have to keep the stickers away from my youngest son because he'll just like post them everywhere. Oh, nice. That's okay. a small one, Josh. I'm surprised. I-, I thought it was bigger. I got bigger ones in the drawer. <laughs> anyway, so, but, but B, etching your logo into the back of something is cool, right? Mm-hmm. However, it takes more time because then you got to put the entire piece back on the laser. And, you know, who's, nobody got time for that. Yeah. So what I started doing before, like on all my shadow boxes now, I do a laser etched cutout like in an oval and I CA glue that to the back of the, to the, uh, the shadow box. That is like specifically for my shadow boxes because I have room to put it on the back there. So, you know, if anybody wants to be like, Oh, MPG creations, then they Google it. They'll find me. Mm -hmm. But, um, like Josh's little stickers, if he wanted to, he could put, he could put like his, uh, his Instagram or whatever on there or his phone number. Um, those super mini, mini stickers. I mean, as long as your stuff's on there and they know who, so, so the reason for that is like somebody sees your stuff down the line and they're like, mm-hmm. where'd you get that? Oh, you know, I don't remember, but the guy did a great job, didn't he? <laughs> that doesn't do anything for you. That's not advertising for you. That's not getting you that return on like, you know, you put your heart and soul into this piece and it's just now nobody knows who made it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the only reason I have. So anyway, what about you, AJ? While you're talking about that, would it be um, uh, bad to put a QR code on there with your name, like, you know, your company name? Or would that be kind of tacky? Not like on cutting boards and stuff like that, but like on a piece that's going to be hung up. Because technically, if somebody said... You know, you should put a QR code on your sticker. Yeah, yeah. And then take you directly to, like, people are going to tag your stuff wherever, right? Mm -hmm. And then they're going to be like, Crafted NJ. There's yeah. His, there's his Instagram. It's a cool. good idea. Yeah, I I actually did that for a buddy of mine. Um, he wanted little coins. Actually, like you made for me, Josh, a long time ago. You made them with my logo on them. Mm-hmm. I did his logo and also a QR code that he sent me. So it was like he was going to hand them out at fairs. You know, instead of a business card or with his business card, he'd send that out because then he could have them scan it. You know, and whatnot. He said, eh, "I'll give it a shot and see how well it works." But for me, branding has always been something that I always done if I could. If it was on a double-sided cutting board, then it's kind of like iffy. You know, where do you want to brand it? But thinking about that, there's a company out there, Booze Block. They make beautiful cutting boards. Where is their brand? Directly on the front of that cutting board. So what is stopping all three of us from branding something like a cutting board when like on the front? I, I mean, other companies do it. Big companies do it. But, you know, I never discussed it with the customer because none of mine have been like reversible. So I could use both sides. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, brand everything. 
if you can. And if you remember, because I've had some projects go out that I completely forgot the brand and then remembered it as I handed it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's happened plenty of times. And yeah. I think that's where it started. Honestly, I think what happened was I um, I forgot and then I kept forgetting and then eventually it became a thing where it was like, eh, <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily mm-hmm. need to do that because my, my work speaks for itself good or bad with a client but uh <laughs> i do i do like the qr code i'm trying to think of a way i can incorporate that into either my business card or um a way people could just scan and go um i don't think on the piece is the best i mean like in some ways yeah it's great people can use their phone scan it real quick but i, I okay it sounds corny but i look at our our, our uh our woodworking like art right it, it needs to be pulled together in a certain way and it has to look a certain way uh, for it to go out and, you know, be satisfied at least for myself that it's a good piece and willing to give it out to the public. Um, I like the coin ideas and laid coins and like maybe copper or whatever into different projects. But again, you're, you're taking extra steps and uh, time and that's something, you know, having a side hustle time is everything. <laughs> like oh, yeah. you manage your time to its fullest. Um, so I don't know. In the future, I think I'm gonna start branding again. But if I do it, I'm gonna do it a little classier. I'm gonna go ahead and inlay something on the side or do a process. It'll take a three second process to throw it on the CNC, and you can even do it on the laser. I mean, you're just burning gray material at that point, and then you know, create some coins or whatever copper it may be or something else, and having that on there. Um, and it doesn't have to be your full logo either. Like I, I'm thinking about doing just trees, the three trees in yep. the circle. So I, I don't know. I so have you? I've seen other people with that logo though. Yeah, I, I came across one, and I can't remember who it was. But while you were saying that, um, that the problem is, I would think you're the three tree guy. I wouldn't think North Country Woodworking. Uh, yeah, I got to figure something out then. You could put your initials on there. Yeah, you could because yeah, then it might good. spark it. Oh, that's right. North Country Woodworking. Yeah. Maybe three trees. Oh, my original logo. The three trees in NCW. Yeah. 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 I still have that sticker on my bandsaw. So, I mean, <laughs> bandsaw, I, yeah. I just, I was going to, I was actually going to call you one day, Josh, because I was like on Instagram. I'm like, hey, this dude's got the same logo Josh does. <laughs> no kidding. I haven't ran into that yet. So, I mean, it'd be interesting to see. You know, I've, I mean, it's not like it's, you know, copyrighted or anything crazy, but I mean, like, I, I kept trying to keep it simple to keep uh, you know, easy, recognizable. So I know AJ searching for it. <laughs> but yeah, I know I, I thought about doing a brand redesign, uh, but you know what? I, not yet. Maybe in the future I might add uh, another tree to the left-hand side. I don't know. It's just one of those things where, you know, I've had this for so long. I like the simplicity of it. So Okay. I found it. It's Dom's Customs Cuts. On Instagram, but is it exactly is a little bit like different. Mine? No, no, no. It's a little different. Good. That makes it's, me feel. It's tad not bit the better. same, but it's a little different. But it's like so close that I'm like, I was like, oh my gosh, that looks like Josh's logo. What's yeah, what's yeah, it called yeah. again? It, ah, god damn it! He's doing wavy flags too. Dom's customs cuts. Yeah, so he's like Jesus. North Country crafted in NJ. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. He that's, took that's both quite of us and was like, "Yo, I'm going to steal everything from them." 
I'm just no, joking. No, I think I, I come on now. I don't think I know. I'm stole anything from us. Look, on, it's I'm like there is actually a North Country we're working in Pennsylvania. They are a cabinet. There is a cabinet maker. Um, I don't know if they still are up. I know they had, unfortunately, a fire, I think, a couple years ago. I don't know if they would be built or whatnot. But I think I've said this on the podcast. <laughs> don't start that, that rumor. Don't start <laughs> yeah, right. that rumor. Um, but, I mean, there was uh, a customer I, you know, I was doing a last-minute project for, and they started driving an hour. Like, they were 30 minutes, 35 minutes into the drive going to that location. And uh, he called me and goes, I can't make it. You know, the ceremony's too close. I'm like, where are you? Like, where does this need to be delivered? I'll meet you halfway. We'll make this happen. He goes, you know, I'm on uh, McGuire Air Force Base. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like on the other side of that. And I'm like, I can deliver that for you. He goes, you're not in Pennsylvania? I'm like, no, man. I'm I'm a Fort Dix. So, I mean, like, obviously having a unique name helps. Um. I thought I did my research before I chose mine. This is becoming something completely different, but I thought I did the research beforehand. And when I chose mine, the only one else I found was in like North Carolina. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that's, that's far enough away. Like, you know, I should be able to, you know, separate myself fairly easy. Both our logos are different. He was an LLC at yeah, the yeah. time. I'm like, nothing to worry about here. Um, but it goes to see it, show you, you know, brand your stuff, you know, make the effort. And, uh, Find a unique way to do it and make sure you research your names before you start going down the rabbit hole. I think we could wrap that uh, episode up. All right. With that, we want to thank our main sponsor, PWNCNC, for making this episode possible. Daniel over there is in his workshop, like the elves in Santa's workshop, coming up with new toys for all the good little boys and girls. So check them out, PWNCNC.com, for all the CNC needs. And uh, use promo code SAWDUSTNATION981 if you want to save that 10% off your entire order. And next up, we want to thank Total Boat for their continued support as well. So if you want 10% off your Total Boat order, shoot us a DM and we'll get you hooked up. And next, I want to thank our affiliates, which would be Makerstock.com. Makerstock.com has some of the best veneers and acrylics. So if you want 10% off your initial order... Use promo code SAWDUST10, and we, you know, they'll know that we sent you. And last but not least, Omtech, you guys rock as well. We all love your lasers. Um, all three of us, Josh, Nick, and AJ from Crafts NJ, own and operate your lasers on the daily. So um, if you're looking, if you're in the market for a laser, go ahead and give us a shout, and we will get you linked up with an Omtech that fits your needs. And with that, I'm going to kick it on over to Josh. So if you want to listen to our podcast, it's very easy. You can go ahead and jump on and type in Station Podcast in Google and, you know, choose the podcast catcher that suits you. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can go to Pandora, any of the major podcast catchers, even some of the secondary ones. You can listen to the podcast. And you know what? If you're on Instagram, go ahead. Follow us on Instagram there. Sawdust Nation podcast, we have a link tree and it directs you right to the actual hosting site for the podcast. And you can listen to 104 episodes. Right to it. Go ahead. And AJ will tell us how to contact us. Well, you can send a message to the boys over at Sawdust Nation podcast on Instagram. You'll, you never know who you'll get. You'll get Josh, Nick, or Nap. And uh, you can also send them an email over at sawdustnation at gmail.com and send them all your love. Sawdust Nation podcast. Ah, so I just need your podcast. I haven't been on in a little bit. 
I'm sorry. It's, okay. it's a little rusty. Okay. So uh, you can reach them at Sawdust Nation Podcast uh, at gmail.com. You could send them your email. And um, you want me to do the Apple podcast with Walnut the Cat? Yeah, go ahead. Why not? Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, if you want to leave them a five-star review because uh, the cat that's behind was behind Josh, probably going to murder you tonight, just so you're aware. <laughs> yeah, 50-50 chance. You never know with cats. They are little sneaky sons of bitches. Anyway, um, <laughs> go ahead over to Apple Podcasts. Leave them a five-star review because the more five-star reviews, the higher on the podcast list that they get put. And then uh, then they can give you all the content that you want. With that, I'm going to throw it over to, I guess, Nick. I don't I, I don't know who I throw it over to well, now. Before we throw it over, wait, man, thank you for jumping on and recording with us tonight. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And don't forget, you should follow him. You should, you know, like every post he has. And to find him is AJ from Crafted NJ and Instagram. And, uh, yeah, buy a flag from him. He needs more flag orders. Um, (laughs) With that, let's go ahead and toss it over to yourself for your final words and then we'll toss it over to Nick Nicholas. My final Say words. Uh, I I want to give a huge shout out to a buddy of mine who lives close. His name's Tom. He is Knives by Nuge on Instagram. He just went full time with Knives by Nuge, and I am beyond ecstatic for him. So really, congratulations to him. He's taking it, taking the bull by the horns, and really running with it. So congrats, Tom. You're doing great things. Keep it up. And if you don't follow him already, go give him a follow. Check out his work. You won't be disappointed. With that, like always, take care of yourselves and each other. And with recent comments about Walnut the Cat and mistrusting, I uh, I kind of feel the same way. I don't trust pussy. So, Josh. Thank you for listening to the 134th episode of Sawdust Station Podcast. We appreciate you guys listening in and letting us whisper into your ears. Uh, regardless, if you're making that cup of coffee in the morning, going to work, in the shop, or working out, we're just happy you're tuning in. And with that, go make some sawdust. Sawdust Nation Podcast out. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We talked a lot about this, a lot about that, a lot about lasers. The cat. Yes. (laughs) You can never be too careful around cats because one second they will find your organs and step on them with their thousand pound little paws. And what are you feeding your cats? Shadows. (laughs) Are you you feeding them? Maybe 11 pounds, 13 pounds, not even. Yo, they are, when they step on your like kidneys, you feel like you're going to die.